What's good? How y'all doing this evening? Welcome back to the Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. Sorry about that. But this is your boy, The Dunn. Um, I'm back with my co-host, um, Rick Flex. What's good, man? Hey, man. Just uh, hey, trying to survive as a, a Georgia native you know, sports fan. We're trying to survive, man. That's all we're doing, baby. Hey man, but just be real, man. Look, everything. The, look, the Braves are in LCS bound. First game tomorrow. Oh yeah, uh, Bulldogs. They they looking good right now. United, you know, uh, we. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Hawks. We got a draft coming up in a few. So yeah. hey, but hey, we'll talk about the Falcons. Uh, but hey. Need to let everybody know, if you're new to the channel, you already know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Also, hit that like button. Share this content out with other Atlanta sports fanatics. And hit us up in the comment section. As always, come holler at your hometown sports podcast. All right? If you ain't following us on social media, follow us on our Twitter account at F-I-L-A underscore S-P. Also, follow us on Facebook, F-I-L-A under, uh, well, FILA Sports Podcast and if you just want to check the audio out we drop the audio every week um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify we also on Google Play and on Stitcher as well so um, we got three, three, yes because it's so, it's so busy it's been a crazy week in Atlanta sports hometown supporters with us right now I got uh, GSHM on uh, Justin David also, Brooke, what's good, man? Let everybody know where they, they can find you. Uh, what's up, man? Y'all can find me at a Clark Kent type on Twitter. And also, I write constantly for the website. Definitely go check it out. I'm really excited for every team. I'm actually happy about every single team right now. Every single team. All right. All right. Uh, I got um, Sports Live in the ATL. Uh, David, what's good, man? It was good, man. It's glad to be on the show over here on Fila Sports Podcast and Don and everybody. Uh, for those who don't know about my channel, it's Sports Live in the ATL. been doing it since 2009. Recently transitioned my channel from what I used to do to more sports-oriented content. I'm a fiery uh, Falcons fan, Atlanta sports fan. You can catch me on Twitter, at ATL39. I stream Falcon games. I'm doing the Braves game Wednesday, and uh, I'm angry. So uh, we 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 are clearly going to have an interesting show. So thanks for having me on. All right, appreciate you. Of course. Um, and we got um one of our long hometown supporters, um, um, pretty much an unintentional grounder, Rashad. What's good, man? Uh, how's it going, man? Um, happy to be here. Uh, um, just here to talk uh, Atlanta sports, man, and. What to do with these Falcons, man? Because uh, a lot of changes are on the horizon. Yeah, you man, it is. All right, everybody in the chat, let me say hello to y'all. Uh, Miss uh, Phillips, what's what's good? And um, Panthers God FSU twenty three. He said Panthers number one. Um, Marcus, what's good? He said Don't fire Dan. We need to protect our draft pick. Man, ain't nobody, ain't nobody trying to hear that. Like, come on, man! Like, what draft? Look, this is. We'll talk more about that in a minute, man. We'll talk more about that in a minute. I respect your 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 take, 
But I'm gonna tell you what I do with that draft pick here in a minute. Oh. Uh, Paul was good. Sports Live and ATL. He with us right now. <laughs> he do, doing that. So I'm about to make him a mod, by the way. So hey, uh, so um, let's go ahead and go to the news of um uh, sports in the uh, city. Um, Rick, what happened with college sports this week? Yeah, man, it was a. Uh, uh... Uh, a little bit of a quiet week besides the Georgia game. You know, you had Southern and uh, State both on bye weeks. Uh, you got Southern's going to be uh, UMass next. Then you also going to have State. It's going to travel to Arkansas, uh, you know, next week. So uh, stay tuned for those games. Uh, should be interesting. Um, Georgia State's a, a good team. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for, uh, you know, what they've done this year. I'll be honest with you. Uh, led a couple of good games they could have won slip away. But, uh yeah, Georgia Tech, man, nice, uh, nice win against Louisville, a team they should have beat. They did beat. Uh, it was a sim show all day. I mean, the guy threw for two touchdowns, uh, ran for one. So uh, it's good to see him and and all the hype, and, and it's good to see him living up to it. So uh, really happy to see that kid, you know, succeed. And then Georgia, you know, every, everybody's wanting to see, you know, what Georgia's going to do to a quote unquote ranked team uh, per se. But that defense, man, I mean, I don't know that. I say this every year, I feel like, with Georgia. I don't know that I've ever seen a defense this elite, especially at the collegiate level. Um, they took care of business after a, a you know, a, a slow first half, 21-17 at the half. Tennessee had an awesome goal line stand. They had the momentum. But as Adon preaches, Kirby went in there, got on that, made those adjustments, and then they proceeded to go on a 27-to-nothing run, uh, 44-21 final. Um as we talked about earlier, after you uh, take away all the sacks, uh, they held the 44 yards rushing on 22 attempts. But adding all the sacks, negative one yards rushing. I mean, that's kind of hard to fathom. I mean, when you're playing, you know, a Tennessee team that before, you know, going up, up against them, it, it shown they had two backs that were definitely capable of breaking it open. But, uh, yeah, big win for Georgia. They needed that win. They needed that momentum because it's not going to get any easier. They're going to Tuscaloosa, prime time, 8 o'clock coming up. Everybody here on this channel right now I know is going to be watching that game. It's going to be fun. Um, watching Lane Kiffin drop 48 on uh, Bama was fun as well. So it's going to be an interesting game for sure. We'll see which one bends. Uh, good game, though. Line what, time is, what time is the game on, on Saturday? 8 o'clock. Nice. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, I know. It feels like late every time, right? Um, every, every week. Yeah, we dude, to- yeah, you know what, dude? You look like Dansby Swanson. Hey, hey, man, you saying that, uh, I, I need to grow my hair out a little bit in the back. You look know, like Dan's behind Um, Man, I need that money in my pocket, though. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, man, uh, it was it was a nice game. Like I said, again, they're going to be uh, facing a, a Bama team that, you know, Nick Saban's going to rip into them guys. And 48 points, something he's not going to, you know, I don't think give up. But uh, we'll, I'll expect to shoot out. You guys tune in on our Thursday show. Uh, we'll definitely be talking more about that. And then, uh, other than that, man, hey, it's Braves baseball. It's it's NLS, NLCS time, um, which will be kicking off tomorrow on Fox, 8.08. We're going to have Max uh, Freed going against Walker Bueller. Hey, Bueller throws the heat. The Braves love to hit the fastball. Um, game days, uh, as far as times and uh, channels, have not been released yet. But we all know they will be playing. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, that right there is actually – that's actually an official game-worn Chipper Jones jersey. 
I got it from uh, Travis Jones, who played minor league ball with Chipper and everything. So uh, that's why I treasure that one. And guys, if y'all can do me a personal favor, A Fizzle Production is a longtime friend of mine here on YouTube. I know him personally, met him at a Braves game. He's over there. If you guys can check out his channel, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you. You hey, know, uh, my, don't don't sleep on my co-host, uh, Rick Flex, man. He got a lot of stuff too, man. He got he had a um, a National League um, Rookie of the Year assigned back by Ronald Acuna. Oh, nice! And we gave that away too to a uh, fan. Hey, damn, really? I'm a hey, I'm a fan. So, like, I mean, it was hard Where's to believe. Where's my Ronald Acuna jersey? Sorry. Right, right here. Ozzy, Ozzy Albies game you. Ozzy Albies game bad. Nice. Game you. See. Oh, man. Y'all about to show off y'all toys, man. Look, man. This is an all thing. I, I got, I got stuff too now. Oh. <laughs> oh, Chipper Jones? Hey, I mean, if I go up there, I go ahead and get my 96 World Series game you. Do you want to see it too? All right, y'all. We this 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 ain't the uh, this ain't the uh, the uh, what's that that show on, on History Channel? Wars or something. But yeah, man. Hey, the Braves are. Uh, hey, we're excited in Atlanta. It's been a while. It's been 19 years. Again, like I said, they're going to be facing Walker Buehler. He throws the fastball. We hit the fastball. Okay, so I'm excited for it. Uh, game one's going to be huge for Atlanta. We need to take game one. Um, obviously, they set the rotation up where we're uh, going to be throwing Ian. Um, game two, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, uh, right in game three, game four, yeah, uh, coin flip. I think it's going to be Bryce Wilson. I know it's not a popular opinion, but it is what it is. Plus bullpen. Uh, but hey, first thing first, let's take game one. Um, let's get in their bullpen because at the end of the day, our bullpen is going to be better than theirs. Period. We got the advantage there. I so. would rather start. I would rather start if it can't. Uh, I would rather start Josh Tomlin in game four. To be quite real with, you. at least he's a veteran. I think I think he's some I think he's somebody that they that they're overlooking a little bit. Oh, I mean, it's, I mean, he'll definitely have to. He'll definitely be in consideration. I mean, it depends on if you want again go with a go with that or go with what what was hot. But uh, anyway, it'll be a game. Game four will be a bullpen game regardless. Um, mm -hmm. So it won't be a Tampa Bay Rays type of bullpen that uh, we're accustomed to seeing. But don't sleep on that Braves bullpen in the postseason. They mm -hmm. went twenty innings. Uh, 20, 20, 20 in the third innings, 26 strikeouts, only four walks. So, hey, right now, I'm, I'm ready to go. I mean, I, man, I'm ready to go. I want to go watch that game right now. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped up, man. I'm ready. I know, I know we're talking Falcons today, and I know we're talking the elephant in the room is gone. We pumped up for that, but I'm pumped up for the damn Braves. So, yeah, we all, hey, I don't blame you. Yeah, but dude, I don't blame you, man. We need something to be happy about, man. It's so depressing with the Falcons, but oh, I'm sorry, sir. Get a new mic, a microphone. Did you Who get me? a new one? Yeah. What's wrong with my mic? <laughs> it just always goes out. I just make sure if it goes out, I know. Oh no, you, yeah, you good? I, I bought one, but I ain't unboxed it yet. I think I, I had to update my the studio stuff. All right, be good. Uh, let me go back in the chat. Oh man, it's a lot of people saying stuff tonight, man. Well, I'm glad y'all. I'm glad y'all engage with us. Yeah, Sean, we appreciate. Yeah, Sean, what's good? He said we're gonna beat Bama. A Frizzle, what's good? Uh, he said he see you, uh, David. And uh, 
Phelps said, if the Falcons get a top pick, they need to draft a D lineman. Fats, thank you. We're not drafting no doggone quarterback. Y'all can get on y'all get on my nerves with that mess, man. People are saying draft a quarterback. Um Frizz said ATL Braves all day. Sean said Matt Ryan pretty trash. Go Braves, man. Okay. Go Braves, but the, you call him Matt Ryan trash, man. Come on, man. And yeah, you on here trolling, Sean. Talking about we need to draft a quarterback. <laughs> all right. Um Panthers uh God said that are you guys scouting the Vikings right now? For Sunday night football for next week or no nope. over. Man, we know the Vikings gonna got they ain't have any way on us, man. I ain't, ain't, you know, it is what it is. Uh thank you all Phelps for trying to rebuttal that. You saying Matt Ryan is not trash. Uh A Fizzle said, let's beat the Dodgers. Um uh, Panthers guy, FSU twenty three said, uh, have we met Owen? Who's Owen? I'd like to know him. Um Yeah, show tell me who Owen is, man. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna skip over this Matt Ryan stuff. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul Max said, "How do you feel about Eric Benny Benny?" Hey, Paul, if you haven't uh, sub to our channel, please sub. I did a, I did a show on Eric Benny me, um, a week and a half ago, I believe. I brought somebody on who is a beat writer for the Chiefs, who knows Eric Benny me. Oh, right. really? Yes, and he pretty much told me everything I need to know, and I've been saying this for a long time, so I'm not even finna spoil the show. Go watch that. Mm -hmm. After you watch the live, go watch that mm -hmm. show when you have time this week, mm -hmm. and I want you to hit me back up on Twitter or uh, Facebook and let me know what you thought, think about the mm -hmm. show. Yes, I did. Well, Look, we we, hey, we interview a lot of people, man. We had Mark Wallace sure. on the show. We done Mark had, uh, we had former. Yep. We had uh, former um, Falcons, uh, Chris Drav, um, Keenan Forney. We had a lot of good people on the show, man. Like we we do nice. a big over here. So. That's how it. That's how it should be. And you know what's probably going to be so frustrating about this year once it's over? We're probably going to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> Watch. You know why? You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to sit their players. Yeah. That's why they're going to be playoff uh, round. So. Man. Frustrating. Um, so, Frustrating. So yeah, that's why. Uh, Falcons, Hawks, Braves, fan destroyed the year. I ain't seen you in a long time. Man, what's good with you? Said that uh, they think the Falcons should take a long, hard look at Mike LaFour of San Francisco for the head coaching job. Uh, we're going to talk more about that in a minute. Uh, 0 and 5. Uh, <laughs> joke. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, Don, hey, speaking of San Francisco, uh, I know San Francisco has some issues right now, but Kyle Shanahan, well done today, sir. He won? No, he got destroyed by Miami. That's what I'm about to say. Well, like, well, Miami tore him up. Well done. No, I know. I love laughing at Kyle Shanahan. Oh, look, yeah, I, I you do guys too, don't... man. We, we, hey, we all do. <laughs> all right, look, hold on. If I can, let me show you this. This right here, when uh, I won with the bet with the Niner fan. You see that cheese right there? Uh -huh. I won it with the Niner fan because uh, Kansas City beat him in the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan choked right there. Yep, he choked it away. He so, had yeah. the lead. People talking about, some, talking about a 10 point lead ain't enough. Yeah, it is. If, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you, you had the number one defense yep. in, in the league. And he choked against us as well. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, whatever. Oh, uh, oh I do got to tell you this, Don. I was in a Carolina Panthers. I don't know these guys. I saw them. Maybe 35 minutes ago, an hour ago, I was in there, and 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 they timed me out. That Carolina Panthers are feeling so giddy and so 
you know, like beating their chest. And they said they caused Dan Quinn to be fired. I mean, it was today was the, the culmination of it. It was the last draw. But just losing the day didn't get Dan Quinn fired. The culmination of everything this year got him fired. I, I just think Arthur Blank finally said, hey, enough's enough. But those Panther fans are beating their chest. So I'll be waiting for y'all in Carolina. Man, they ain't won against us since 2017, man. They can go on and sit that one out. But mm-hmm. whatever. I called it already before they even knew about the game. I said that if yeah. if, if we weren't going to win against Carolina, he was going to get mm-hmm. fired. And yeah. I said this because everybody talking about now he's going to get fired to Green Bay. He's not going to get fired after a, a, a loss that's a, a, a pretty much a loss that we knew was going to come. We knew we was going to lose against Green Bay. Yeah, but, but what? even though we knew it, what a pathetic effort against the Packers. Time, I mean, what? TV. That was uh, – hey, oh, guys, let me go ahead and say, in case you don't know, Panthers Guru was one of my most loyal contributors. Thank you for today's stream, sir. I've known him a long time. He must have seen my video I made. Panthers Guru, support these guys, man. Yeah, uh, take care you, of these man. people. Look, you troll, I'm gonna troll you back too, man. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. Time about winless. Come on now, come on now. Oh, Pan- Panthers Guru is vicious, but he's a very good contributor to my channel. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, Eric. Hey, what's good, man? What's good, Eric? Hey, uh, Romeo. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us as well. Um, let's go ahead and then Panthers God said Raiders beat the Chiefs today as well. Like I'm gonna get into that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's go ahead and get to this. Um, so today, hold on, I'm trying to find a thing. Today, we lost. <laughs> we now went zero and five. Twenty three to sixteen was the score. Uh, Matt Ryan. 21, he threw for 20, he threw 21, um, for 37, had 226 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked twice. Well, it is what it is. Um, yeah, he's not, he didn't look good in this game, but it didn't like it was his worst game, you guys. Uh, Tyrod Gurley, 14 carries for, um, over 100 yards. Yeah, he ran for about 121 yards. So, this is like his best game. Really, since in a while, and that's even going, going back to Los Angeles back, you know, when they had that Super Bowl run. Um, Ridley he had over a hundred yards uh, receiving the day, and um, pretty much that was it. Cause ain't nobody else really do anything for real. Like you had Todd Gurley, he caught, he caught, he made some receiving. He got twenty nine receiving yards. And that was about everybody else. It was like Gage, 16 yards. Brian Hill, 15 yards. Illuminates the Kids, 13 yards. Hayden Hurst, 8 yards. And Jaden Graham, mm-hmm. 7 yards. So, yeah. And, see, Don, see, but Don, look at it like this. You know, you're, you know, people look at uh, the Matt Ryan intercept, you know, bad plays that he did late. How many drop passes did these people? I mean, if these guys didn't drop the passes, it may not have even come down to that. 37 times. You know? Look, look. It's My funny. God, it's funny though because Bridgewater threw had the same amount of tips that Matt Ryan had. But here's the thing, man: our receivers dropped a lot of passes. One, mm-hmm. two, yep. we had a lot of our play. Our play calling was cra- was crazy because Matt Ryan was standing in that pocket for a long time trying to find 
find a player downfield mm-hmm. to throw it to. So it, mm-hmm. it, it, that the, the play design is not on Matt Ryan. That's on your offensive coordinator. And let's go mm-hmm. back to that pick, you guys, because let me tell you something. I played cornerback, okay? <laughs> I cornerback. I was a DB. That was a great play by the Panthers defender. What he did was he knew Gage was ahead of him because he got burnt at first. But Gage ran out of room. He was in there because it was in the end zone. So what the defender did, he boxed Gage out. He had he turned his head around first. Gage didn't turn his head around to the last minute. And by the time Gage turned his head around, he was already boxed out of the um the play. And the defender made a play on the ball. He picked it off. That right there, you guys, is textbook coverage. That's textbook coverage. And you can no one can never tell me nothing different. So lay off Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan threw the ball where it needed to be. It's just Gage, he did not look back in time and try to make a play and, like, jump in front of the defender to make the play. Almost but, I like wish he didn't, but I wish he didn't throw the ball. I mean, I wish there was – you know, well, it was know, like – It's an artifact, though. It's an artifact. But in, yeah. in that in that game in-game moment, you, you got to realize sometimes in game moments you could you can you can go back and say after the play happened oh they, we could have mm-hmm. did this could have did that I think that mm-hmm. was the right play if Gage would have if Gage and if Gage made plays like this before in the yeah. end zone all right him and Ridley as well so that's like a common like the, that's a common see Don the only thing right the there. only thing I noticed that I I can give credit on besides the defensive play is that it looked like to me the play was in motion. To where the rhythm of the place uh, showed me that Matt Ryan was going to go there anyways. Yeah. The way it was going. But I still wish a small part of me, if there was any way that he could have thrown that ball when we wanted him to throw high, like he did to Hayden Hurst and a couple and Calvin Ridley on one play, why didn't he just throw high on the I, you know, it's like, I mean, it was right in the breadbasket. Clearly, if 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 the defender was turned if the uh, receiver was, was turned around, he might have been end able end to end knock end it away. It but, was already towards the end of the end zone. Uh, engage engage is only so tall. So he wasn't gonna it yeah. wasn't like he's not like Julio height. And you know, like right. I said, it's the end of the end zone. So if he would throw a little higher, that would have been an incomplete pass. Mm. But yeah. But what about the pass? What about the pass that was clearly overthrown to Hayden Hurst, wide open? Yeah, he split right two there. defenders right there. Yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, right there. Zone, but he quit running too, though. He kind of stopped. If he would have ran through the ball, I think he still had exactly. No, 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 no. The way I still Hurst would have caught that. Exactly. Yeah, but the. Yeah, but he still should have caught. He, I mean, <laughs> maybe so, but Matt Ryan still should have put it a little lower. You know, I mean, you could blame the whole thing on Matt Ryan, Hayden Hurst, and all that, but the fact remains yeah. is he was wide open, Phil, Phil, and there Phil was no said, reason to overthrow. Phil, Phelps just told us that it was it was a timing throw, and he, he said the Hurst throw was seen to be a timing issue. That was a timing issue, just like just like in the um in the Chicago game, like mm-hmm. he, he tried to throw it to uh, Ridley, it, it was picked off. That was a timing because okay. everybody blaming on Matt, on Matt Ryan, no, no, because um um. Really, he 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 stopped running his route. If he would have ran mm-hmm. his route, the ball would have he would have been there where the ball was. Most of those routes, mm-hmm. mostly dirt cutters play design, is based mm-hmm. off timing. It's all off timing. Well, what about the play that was right after that, where Hayden Hurst was wide open in the end zone, and I don't know what the Matt Ryan stepped up and threw it to the ground. I mean, what happened there? 
I think he was sketched by that time. I think. I mean, what happened there? Because Matt Ryan, by that time, he had been hit so many times. Yeah. Remember when the year that Matt Ryan got hit so many times, and the next year he was just throwing picks after picks after picks? Yeah. He was just shell shocked. I think Matt Ryan didn't trust his line by the time in that game, so he didn't see Hayden Hurst. He just seen maybe like 10 feet in front of him, and he didn't see yeah. anything. So he just threw it to the ground. He was like, uh, I ain't got nobody open because he can't see in the end zone. His line ain't helping him out. But, but look, though, check this out, though. Check this out. Mm. We we ran the ball 25 times. He threw the ball 37 times. And it's mm-hmm. kind of balanced. It's a little bit balanced, but most of the time it's not this balanced. At all, you're like in the dirt cutters offense. You're throwing the ball over seventy percent of the time. That's a lot, especially in, in, in Matt Ryan's age right now. He's not old. He's in a, yeah. He's getting towards that that twilight of his career. But you know, uh, the days of us. Let's be real. The days of us depending on Matt Ryan to, to win us games. Those days are over. All right. Yeah. We have to do. You have to depend on everybody else. Everybody else has to contribute. Hit, hit, defense. The defense. Well, when you get down to 20 to 3, that running game almost goes out the window. So Yeah. But what a waste. What a waste. So far this year, I know Todd Gurley, you know, you know, is coming back injury. But through five games, he's played pretty good. Yep. You know, he, and today was a breakout game. He scored two touchdowns last week. He got over 100-plus yards and then almost maybe almost 150 or 60, whatever it was. He was balling. Brian Hill, he's done good in the run. You know, the fact now the Falcons have, it seems like a legitimate run game, yet they cannot seem uh, uh, to get it together on all aspects. So we're, you know, we're wasting a run game. And then the defense, again, just cannot. I mean, where is, God forbid, Dante Fowler. If Dante Fowler is not too busy blocking me on Twitter, what is, where is he at? Tack McKinley, where is he at? Uh, right, uh, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Taylor Davidson. Where is he at? Davidson was out there, but look, he's, 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 my, he's, he's, he's my beef. Like, why why did we draft doggone DJ Sonat, Jordan Miller, and Quadra Olison if these guys ain't if these guys stay inactive all the time? I just don't that's understand. That's Thomas Dimitrov. That's TD. That's Thomas that's Dimitrov. Like TD exactly. That's Thomas Dimitrov. Bingo. Um, let me go over the time of the possession right now. Carolina had the ball 33 minutes and 6 seconds. We had the ball 26 right. minutes and 54 right. seconds. When you lose a time of possession battle and a turnover battle, you're going to end up losing the game. That's just, that's, that's just the nature of the beast, you guys. But let's go back to uh, just let's go back to what's going to end up happening because news broke out today that they're potentially firing Dan Quinn either tomorrow or Tuesday. We don't know which day. We just know it's happening. So it's not an if anymore. It is a win. All right. It's a win and it's a win. W I N, if you catch my drift. But <laughs> um, this has been a long time coming. And also, news broke out saying that the GM job is not safe neither. That right there, Thomas Dimitrov. That right, that should have been that should have happened back in 2014 when Mike Smith left. Yeah, and I think the immediate non-announcement makes me feel like it is going to happen. That's that's what I got from it. Them yeah. delaying it and not just coming out and just saying like you know like they did with O'Brien, boom, gone. My first thought was 
man, there's more to this than, than we honestly know. So I think the delay, you know, could be a, a good sign, you know, for us Falcons fans. I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. Like, uh, Dimitrov, for years, man, this man this man made us a finesse team. And I know Rashad, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's on the show right now. Um, and I'm going to let him talk about Dimitrov a little bit. You know, with uh, not, you know, him. Yes, he did well with uh, with the cap. But look what he did with the trenches. He didn't. He he didn't. He didn't address the trenches that much. Um, the contracts he gave out to certain players, the Ray Edwards, the um, the Osiyemiurus, the Steven Jacksons, the uh, you paying up overpaying uh, Rick, not Ricardo, but uh, Rocket Offord and um, Devonte Freeman. These guys, Desmond Trufant. Yeah, that, well, okay, you say true fun for a certain extent, but Rocky definitely didn't deserve it, nor did uh, Free. Uh, but I'm going mm-hmm. to let uh, Rashad talk about uh, why true fun is leaving. I'm not true fun. Why is uh, Thomas Dimitrov leaving? Well, my, my issue with Thomas Dimitrov has always been that he's never invested in the trenches. Never. Like when it comes to certain – when it comes to, let's just say when – well, you. Here's my thing. <clears throat> to me, I'm a fan of the trenches. I always have, always will be, because that is how you win championships, man. If you don't win in the trenches, you will lose football games. Nine times out of ten, you will lose football games. You will, you will lose championships because if you can't even help your, to me, if you can't even protect your quarterback or you can't sack the other team's quarterback, you're not winning. And I understand a lot of fans, man, they get, you know, preoccupied or they get asphyxiated with skill positions. Yeah, you got Julio Jones. Yes, you got Calvin Ridley. Yes, you got Hayden Hurst. You got all that. But none of that works if you can't win up front. None of that. You know, um, when I again, when I look at Thomas and Metro, my problem with him has always been the trenches, man. Because there have been times where we needed players, especially on the defensive side of the ball, to help us out. Like, I'll give you an example. Remember when everybody used to say about John Abraham and how come we never had somebody on the other side to help him out, even though we paid Ray Edwards all that money? But when we let go of Ray Edwards, we never had somebody on the other side to help him out because he was always there by himself. Oh, what a bust he was. Oh, yes. God, yes. Jesus. Man, do we have a lot of busts on this team? I mean, oh my God! I mean, look, look at the contracts. All these guys, man, bro. What about I mean, Pierre Jerry's? I mean, I mean think about, look at every single contract that Thomas Dimitrov has put out: the Sam Baker contract, the Ray Edwards contract, the Paul Soliai contract, the Tyson Jackson contract. I can go on and on and on and on. When it comes to the trenches, Thomas Dimitrov has been terrible. Now, skill positions, yeah, he's been good. I give him that. But when it comes to the brick and mortar, the meat and the potatoes, he has been pitiful. I mean, you can even go back to when 2015, we drafted this guy, I think, Jake Rogers out of Eastern Washington. Man, never panned out. Because, and to me, it's not just with Thomas Metrov. It's also with our scouting department. That's the one thing that that most Falcon fans don't like to bring up is the scouting department because they themselves are the ones that are scouting and evaluating the talent as well with Thomas Dimitrov. So it's not just him that has to go; it's the scouting department. Why do you think no, Scott? Your, they all. Gonna, I mean, they all going to go because your 
your GM sets the tone for the whole organization. And why do you Dimitri think Scott Dimitrov Pioli wanted to be a finesse team? That's the problem. Well, I mean, why do you think Scott Pioli left? Because he said, I, I think in his mind, it's like TD is not running this team the way it should be ran, man. Like, if you're trying to win a championship, man, you have to properly evaluate your talent and you have to have a coaching staff that knows how to groom and develop that talent. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at the defense side of the ball, I, I tell people all this. Tell, I tell people this all the time. In the last 12 years, can anybody name me name? Can anyone give me a year when the Falcons ever had a dominant defense? Let's put it. Let's put it in perspective. Can anybody name a player on defense that was equivalent to Julio Jones, Julio Jones. or Matt Ryan? Uh, you I thought not John Abraham. Me. I thought John Abraham and Freeney were pretty damn good. Jesse John, Tuggle. John. John you t- John Abraham was Abraham was pretty uh, much in the title t- almost at, towards the end of his career though. But people, but I, thought it, though. but I thought he was pretty dominant. He was pretty yeah. damn good when he was here. He was, but a lot of people don't. People, this is here's a fun fact when it comes to John Abraham. John Abraham was a Rich McKay acquisition because we traded a mm-hmm. first round pick to the mm-hmm. Jets. But when you look at Thomas Dimitrov and when it comes to his his pieces mm-hmm. on defense, come on now, a lot of them ain't, I, re- ain't really made an impact. I can be real. The, to me, the only person that Thomas Dimitrov has picked that I believe is in that category of a Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley type player is, is Grady Jarrett. I think Grady Jarrett yeah, is, is top notch. He made a home run. But you know right, what, though? That right, wasn't, but, I, but, that, but I firmly believe if we don't fix this, we're going to lose him too. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, with Grady Jarrett. It's like we tripped over him because he was a fifth round pick. Should have been a first. He should have been a day one, day two pick if we keep it in one hundred. Yeah. But yeah. That that's that's why. Like yeah, sometimes in rare instances the Falcons do trip over good players under the Dimitrov <laughs> era. I'm just keeping them. I'm just, yeah. I'm just being real. But that's that's he summed up everything we needed to know about Thomas Dimitrov. And I'm, we've been saying this a long time, man. People want to, mm-hmm. oh man, we need to get this player. Oh man, like anytime, mm-hmm. a, anytime a free agent open up, oh man, we need to get AD. Oh man, we need or AB. Oh man, we need to get um, uh, Leonard Fournette. I'm like, this is the thing. This is wrong with the, the fan base. Y'all want flash. We don't need flash. We need substance. We need somebody on on the defensive line. We need somebody on the offensive line. You win in mm-hmm. the trenches. Look at teams right. like look at teams like the Patriots. Look at teams like mm-hmm. like Philadelphia when they was good back yeah. in 2017. Like they trenches was good. Yeah. But look at some of the but, but look at these players that he's picked on defense. Pierre Jerry, um, Tack McKinley, Vic Busley, Duke Riley. Uh, I mean, just Desmond Trufant. I mean, some of these. I mean, <laughs> where is he getting? I mean, what is he? You see what I'm saying? That's I, mean, the, I can't even get it out. Horrible. Horrible, yeah, I mean, hard it's, it's horrible. But horrible. Let me tell y'all. Hold on. Let me tell y'all the reason why. Let me tell you why the reason why Thomas can't Dimitrov, even stay on the damn field. Let me, let me let me tell y'all the reason why Thomas. And I'm gonna let uh uh, uh Justin talk here in a second. Let me tell y'all the reason why this is this was Thomas Dimitrov's philosophy. He is an offensive minded finesse type of GM. His thought was, I will load up the team with as many offensive weapons as I can for Matt Ryan. And I just have my I, I will hire a defensive guy to come in and figure out what he need to do with defense. That's it. That that's his idea. This this is his philosophy. All right. 
And this is where we end now. Instead of him getting someone who knows about defense, who is proven. All right, take it away, Justin. Uh, what I was saying was Thomas Dimitrov, the reason he isn't good is because he does what the fans want. The fans want flash. He gets flash. That's the easy part. Anyone can say, oh, that's a top receiver. Go get that top receiver. The hard part is finding a good lineman or a great lineman. He sucks at that part because that's the part where you have to actually know about football. He knows what any mock draft is going to tell you. Oh, that's the best player. Go get the best player. It doesn't take much thought to go do that. That's why we have Julio Jones. That's why we have Matt Ryan. That's why we have Calvin Ridley. Those are easy players to go get because everyone knows that's the star. But Thomas Dimitrov, he sucks at contracts, but I don't think he actually takes time to dive into the linemen or pick the players because he's just going to pick whoever Dan Quinn wants. Even with Smitty, what Smitty wanted, he just went and got the type of player that Smitty wanted. That's all. He doesn't do his own actual thought process of thinking, oh, this is a great player. Let's dive into this player. This is why we should get him. He just listens to the coach. And the coach knows that he's the coaches are not great at their job. So he just listens to them, and therefore we end up with a mediocre team overall. Bingo. And then you know, and that's and that's the that's been the problem with this team, man. Like, and this is why I said you bring in a GM who knows what they're doing. This is my picks for GM, and I'm going to do a video on some of these guys too. Um, I think I know some people say like Lewis Riddick. I'm not really big on him. I am high on the person that's in uh, Minnesota right now, the uh, the GM, the assistant GM up there. I hmm. think we should try to interview him. We need to interview uh, Jerry Reese. He's the former GM of the New York Giants. He's he was the architect behind building that defense um, to beat uh, Tom Brady not one time, not one time, but two times. Uh, he's available. He hasn't been. He's been out of a GM job for I think like eight, six, six years now. But the man know what he's doing. He's been he he's been in the Giants organization since '94, I believe. You do know Lewis Riddick is a former Falcon, right? I know, I know. But he played he played for in the '80s. And and the way I look at it now, Thomas Dimitrov may have put a couple good uh, picks in there, but the only ones that stand out to me that he's gotten that were good were Ryan, Julio, Ridley, Grady, and Alex Mack. I don't really know anybody else. That he's really put up, that really, he's picked. To be, to be honest with you, that's Alex Mack my own opinion. Alex Mack wasn't even a Thomas Dimitrov decision. That that right there was a Kyle Shanahan decision because he got well, Alex Mack. He, he got well, Alex he Mack, had to approve it. He, he had to approve it. Yeah, but but still, but that's that's the, easy. <laughs> but that's the but that's the thing. That's an easy job for him though. Like he Kyle Shanahan, he scouted. I, I'm not going to sit up here and crap on Kyle the whole time, mm -hmm. you know. Because but but the building mm -hmm. that 2016 offensive line. And it was right. it was makeshift, but he got the job done. Like he also right. brought in Andy Levitre, and they also brought in Chris Chester. Remember, he played for the Redskins when uh, Kyle mm -hmm. Shanahan was uh, was the OC uh, in Washington. So yeah. that's the thing. Like all those guys, he knew. He knew. And it's kind of and well, well it's, it's it's kind of funny you said that that uh, you got to give credit to Kyle Shanahan. So maybe Kyle Shanahan should have been our general manager because. When you get when you pick up players like when you when you get players like Tack Oliver Freeman De Desmond Trufant who are bust Duke Riley uh, uh, these clowns if you look at my in the comments who I put clearly Dimitrov has no idea what he's doing so maybe Kyle should have been the general manager of the team 
Now, yeah, I mean, my God, man, here's, here's my, my God. Here's my pick. Here's my pick for uh, GM. I said Jerry Reese would be good. Another yeah. person, and a lot of people gonna laugh when I say this, but what about Brian Baldinger? Oh yeah, the analysis. You know, about- you know, they asked us this question on Mad Mike Sports, and I'm gonna be real. I don't care who we get. Only the person that I want that's gonna come here is gonna help us win a Super Bowl. But you gotta put. But you gotta. I don't care who. You're a Falcons fan. If you want to win, you have to care. That's just that's just my philosophy, and this this is what this is the reason why I do this, and that's the same reason Mm -hmm. why my co-host he do brace Mm -hmm. talk. talk. Like if you care, you you know who you want, and you you want your team to go out there and get them. But well, 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 guess what, Don? Clearly, Arthur Blank and Dimitrov have no idea who they want because they've been through Dan Quinn, Bobby Quatrino, that bum. Uh, Mike Smith, and now, um, and who else? Uh, Jim Moore. So clearly, they don't have any idea what coach, head coach, to bring in here. So, well, Dimitrov you know, I here. mean, just get just get someone here, man. That's gonna help us win a, a Super Bowl. Yeah, Dimitrov got here in '08, and uh, before that, uh, Rich was the before uh, that. GM. Uh, I'm hey, Don. Okay. Hey, what do you feel about Ed Dobbs? I know that's kind of a hot name going out there. I think he'd be oh. all right. A lot of people. What? Where? Where he at right now? Uh, oh. Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was thinking about um, Euphrates as the as the head coach candidate too, because Indianapolis yeah. defense is playing well as well. He might be a good head coach, but y'all yeah. already know who my man is, Don Martindale, defense coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Either him, Rex Ryan. We should have hired Rex Ryan in two thousand fourteen. That's what mm-hmm. we should have got. I promise you, our so you, defense would have been. So, so you want the Falcons to go after another? Defensive specialist. But look, check Mike this out. Smith hold on, hold on, David, 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 chill. Hold on. Listen, listen. I get your gripe. I get your gripe. But let me, let me, let me, let me put this into a situation everybody can understand. Was Dan Quinn ever proven as a defensive-minded coach? Oh, with Seattle, yeah. No, 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 no. Who's the head coach out there in Seattle? Obviously, Pete Carroll. All right, and what's his, what's his, uh, what's his um skill? Defense offense. It's defense. defense. So obviously we so obviously we we were fooled and got Thank a copycat. You. Bingo. Hey. I've been trying to tell people this. Haven't I, Rashad? Well, haven't I hey. haven't I um <laughs> haven't I uh Rick? I, I hear yeah, I mean I hear you I mean, clear, man. I mean, because yeah. the thing about Pete Carroll, man, his specialty has always been defense. I well, mean the USC. USC. Oh yeah, he had. I mean, his defenses were just electric in back in the days of USC. But then also, he had very good defenses when he was the head coach for the New England Patriots. Exactly, but and I the Jets. Did. The Jets yeah. looked good too when and, he was coaching them. Hey Don, look. I already. Hey, I, look, I already got the perfect head coach for the for the Atlanta Falcons moving forward. All it's right. going to be Don. And What'd you, you want to know who it is? You want to know who it is? Who? Let me take off this headset here. Oh, let me go over to Flowery Branch and let me sign that contract. <laughs> hey, hey, Don, hey, I know you're high on Eric, right? I know you're real high on that guy, right? Uh, so what's your take on him? Uh, so what you're comparing him and uh, Pete Carroll and right now, what about Andy Reid? How much of that offense do you think Andy Reid controls? You talking about Eric being me? Yeah, how much do you think Andy Reid controls that offense? He controls he controls a lot of it. Like I did a show, you remember a week and a half ago. Yeah. And I think it's like when he comes over here, would that be fool's gold again? Yeah, it'd be fool's gold. Because he's not taking he's not bringing he's not bringing uh, Andy Reid's playbook with him. Just like mm-hmm. with Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson had to create his own playbook when he went to uh, Philadelphia. And then but, but let's be real, Philadelphia they had a good defense too. Because they hired yeah. Jim Swartz. So 
That's and and, and Howie, the GM there, he's a smart man. You know, very smart man. He knew what to do with the team. Even after Andy Reid left him up there in Philly, yeah, they they went through a little growing pains for a few years because they hired doggone um um what's the name of the coach from Oregon, Chip Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that was that was a dumpster fire for them. But See? but here but here but here's my thing. All right, and this is why I try to tell people on Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was never proven. That's Pete Carroll. Look, look. Since Dan Quinn left, yeah, the Seattle Seahawks they did take a little a little dip. But guess what? They only missed the playoffs once, and that was the 2017 because we we beat we beat them in a tiebreaker. That was it. They was mm-hmm. still they still had a winning record, mm-hmm. and then since then they've been they've been they've been playoff bound. We yeah, but Don, haven't done that. But Don, let, let, let me ask you this though. Let's just say wherever we got intern, whether it's Ulrich or or Raheem Morris, let's say. They they come in and the Fal- let's just hypothetically say they come in and the rest of the season and the Falcons wind up finishing five hundred or better. Let's just say that. Do you give that? Do you give that person a chance, no. or do you look for another coach? You look no. for another coach. Because okay, this, this is what's going to happen, man. They're going to hire. They're going to hire a new GM. GM is right. not going to want to keep that. anything with Thomas Dimitrov other than the players that's on contracts on long term contracts. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. So right. that, that's the reality of it. Um, mm-hmm. But going back to what I was saying about Don, uh, about Don Martindale, Don Martindale, he is calling that defense out there in Baltimore. They've been top five ever since Don Martindale took over that defense in 2018. Go look up Fuck Football Outsiders, and you go back to 2018, last year and this year, you're going to see the Baltimore Ravens in top five category in overall defense. And he's a okay. Rex Ryan. He's a Rex Ryan uh, uh, disciple as well. All right, and he he and he's also a, a Jack Harbaugh. You know the Harbaugh brothers. He used to coach under Jack Harbaugh in college at Western Kentucky. So the man, the man knows defense. What do you? I, I know you're a defensive minded guy, and I get that. I know defense wins. Um, I think David's looking for a. I think he's thinking of an offensive mind. What about? Uh, I know it's kind of. Odd to think about. I mean, Josh McDaniels. I mean, him turning down a couple of those teams and not be a coach. I mean, do you think he is a is a fit for Atlanta and, no. and what they're trying to do no. with the weapon? You no. don't think I, so? I, uh, I, I look, man. I'm gonna be real with with you on that, man. I I don't I don't like Josh McDaniels. Anybody that come out of that Belichick coaching tree, man, have you seen them ever do good? No, a lot of them have been horrible. And Everybody he, and he was horrible in his TV. own right in, in in Denver. And look how he and look how he rolled. And let me be real with y'all. This man quit his job. Like you remember when they won the super when they lost the Super Bowl against Philly? He's supposed to went in, in, to Indianapolis and he didn't go. Oh, they had did. to hunt this man. They had to win this man's house and say, "Hey, you ain't going to Indianapolis? No, nah, man, I'm Patriots for life." Mm. Do you really want somebody to quit on you? Like, bro, we just we just. Like 15, uh, 13 years ago, we had Bobby Petrino walked out on us. I need you to take that blood pressure down. I'm just asking. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm just. I'm just being real. I'm just I trying know. to. I'm just trying to get everybody to understand. Calm down, man. Take a I'm chill. Just throwing some names out there for the fans, man. Yeah. I, I know. Just, y'all know how I say tonight. Look, look, coaching is just my expertise, man. I this one. This is one thing I know about. And let's talk about Mike Smith, by the way, because a lot of people say, well, he was, Mike, <laughs> Mike Smith was never Mike proven. Smith. Mike Smith was hey, never Don, proven either. Hey, Don, before you go on, if I can say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but on AJC, now, I know we've heard reports 
whoever it was, report Dan Quinn firing. AJC says, with speculation ramped, rampant over the firing of Falcon coach Dan Quinn after the team dropped to 0-5 Sunday, Falcons owner Arthur Blank declined an interview request by AJC to discuss it after the game. When reached later via text, Blank replied, when we have something to say, I'll say it. That means he's so, pissed he's going to say it. I mean, are, are we a hundred percent sure that Dan Quinn's fired? Let me tell you something. Go back, he's go gonna... back, go back to after that game we lost against the Panthers back in 2014 to get in the playoffs, that last game of the season. And you knew, you knew Arthur Blank in that press conference. I need to pull it up. He was heated. He was heated. Okay. He was heated. Right okay. now, right now, Arthur Blank don't want to hear it, man. He got it. He got to calm down. You know, sleep on it, and then they're gonna they're gonna fire this man tomorrow, Tuesday. It's just right now. Okay, you just not, you're not okay, but where did this report come from officially? It came from the athletic, but yeah, I mean, just usually so. athletic isn't going to report on anything if they don't know it. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Schultz okay. reported that. Uh, anytime you hear anything from either Jeff Schultz it's or true. Atlanta Jet Letter, it, it, you know it's 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 serious. Yeah. So I mean, Jeff Schultz wouldn't just come out and just you know pull something out of his out of his butt and just say, "Oh, Dan Quinn's fired." So I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure because I don't want to promote that if it's not accurate. But I'm mean, pretty sure it's going to happen. I don't think you could. I don't think you could keep it um, after after what went down today. So mm -mm. I mean, just think, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, man. I mean, when you look at this, like when you just look at this defense, man. I mean, you can go back to like before the Packers game. This defense gave up 108 points and over. 1,400 yards in just three games, and that was before the Packers game. Yep. You're not winning a, uh You're not going to have a winning season or, or have a chance to contend for the playoffs or a Super Bowl with that with that type of defense. And that, not only that, people. If I know a lot of times, a lot of a lot of people don't really when it comes to contracts and everything. You have over you have 73 million dollars that have been allocated to the defense. $73 million. That, that that doesn't make sense. $73 million and you're dead almost dead last in the league. Dead last in the NFL as far as total defense. Wow, Next year is $83 million. <laughs> wow, Lakers kidding. That's a lot of money. Yeah, finals about to be over. Don't cry. I don't watch the NBA, man. I haven't look. I look. I haven't watched the NBA since uh, the only thing in the NBA I watch is the Atlanta Hawks because I love the team. But I haven't really watched the NBA since since probably before the Splash Brothers because it's so commercialized and it's 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 a horrible product to watch now. There's no there's no parody. I hate why I hate basketball. Right? I hate the NBA right now. I think it's so because it's too predictable. It's either LeBron James or Golden State, give or take. That's it. Right. It's um, not fun. It's not fun. Yeah. I'm with you, man. That's the only thing I watch is the Hawks. That's about it. Yeah, it's not fun at all. Because think about it. Everywhere LeBron James goes, they win, a, they win uh, the, the NBA title. Every place that he goes, and if it's not him, it's uh, it's uh, Golden State. And, and, and it just makes me angry to see that. You know, because there are, there are some good teams out there that are clearly capable, but nobody wants to play for anybody but LeBron James or, or Golden State. Yeah. It's fact. Yeah, all right, but um, yeah, uh, Phelps, he said anyone from the Baltimore scouting department. I agree, man. Baltimore has always been a good team, man. That's why I said bringing a guy like Don Martindale. Um, he like I feel like we get him, man. We're gonna be an above average defense. 
He knows defense. He's calling a defense out there in Baltimore. All right. Can, can we get Manuel back? Marquand Manuel. Is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, Where's he man. at? He, he's the thing. I, I, I think he's in Seattle. I, I don't know. If, I got to check and see. But here's the thing. If you want to bring Manuel back, all right, and you want him as a head coach? No, I would want him on strictly on defense because we saw what his defense did. Clearly, uh, Quinn is not the answer, and clearly uh, Raheem Morris is not the answer right, on what defense. If told, so. What if I tell you, what if I told you in 2017 our defense was not top 10? What would you say? I thought well, stat wise, I said it was t- it was top ten, but but you playing the position might know something over what I know. Football outsiders, you know, I want depth. you to go check football outsiders. We was, we was we was below average that year. We was like I think eighteenth, nineteenth, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Marquez Manuel is with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, but no matter no matter the number, I would trust him back uh, than more anybody else because I was actually at a couple training camps when he was there that year. One one of the years, and I saw I saw and I don't play much on training camp, but I saw the passion. He was right in there during the camps, and you saw a lot of the games against the Rams. Playoff game was dominant. The Eagles play playoff game was dominant. We just couldn't score. Yeah, so I, I, you know, if, if this is the I don't trust him as as a head coach right now. He he still need to be seasoned. He hasn't been yeah. seasoned yet. No, I wouldn't want him as a head coach. I would want him brought back as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would want. Well, here's my thing. If Don Martinette comes, I look, whatever he wants to do, that's what we need to do. But my thing is right now is you bring him in, um, offensive coordinator, in my opinion, I feel like you keep um, Grant now, have him as a pass game coordinator, and you bring in a guy like uh, John Scotland, Shotland, um, he's the uh, oh. run. He's the he's the run game coordinator for the. Eagles. Wait a second. Did you say Greg Knapp? Is he still with us? Yeah, he's yeah, the quarterback he's, coach. So, so, so you're trying to tell me the last two years we have gone back to the TJ Duckett era with Michael Vick, with Greg Knapp, Dirk Cutter, and Mike Malarkey at one stretch or another. Oh my God! So if it failed once, why do it twice? But here's the thing with Greg Knapp. Oh so my man. God! But here's but no 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 no. Here's oh. the thing with Greg Knapp. Greg Knapp. Greg Knapp is not calling the plays. Greg Knapp is just a quarterback coach. Ain't nobody calling the plays, really. <laughs> like, Greg Knapp is a quarterback coach, but Greg Knapp did a good job, though. People got to give Greg Knapp his credit. Yeah. He did a good job in Denver when they won a Super Bowl. Now, yeah, it, but, he did it with, but he did it with Denver. They haven't done it with us. Yeah, but but here's the thing, man. It, normally, it, tra- oh it, tra- it translates. But here's my thing. If, if people want an offensive-minded coach as a head coach, Hey, mm. it is what it is, but here's my take. They better bring in Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. They better look, bring, they better I, bring look, Wade Phillips hey, in because he's he's dying to come back to coach. True, but all, all I could say is this. Go Braves. Please <laughs> win us the World Series. That's all I'm saying. Please, because if the Braves could if the Braves could beat the Dodgers, yeah, but look at yeah, but look, if the Braves could beat the Dodgers and go to the World Series and win it, it would take a lot off this debacle with the Falcons. Not 100%, but I sure would feel good. What you hey. about to say, uh, Rick? Hey, I'm going to be real with you. For one, Dan Quinn sitting there put on that damn Braves hat. But uh, two. I know. I said, man, that's the Drake curse. He done got us. But uh, <laughs> I'll be well, honest. That's true, man. I mean. I feel, I, uh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, it just seemed to me when he was trying to uh, put on that Braves hat, it just seemed to me like he was desperate, man. Like, he was just trying to find any any yep. form of support he, he could find. But it's like, come on now. When you I'm went 0-4 against the Packers, ever. It, was, it was like the writing was already on the wall, mm-hmm. man. So, I mean, I give him a little credit. I mean, you were trying to get support, but it was like, dude. Like, you know, you, you, yeah, but look, you know what? You know what the weirdest thing is, is that – with everything that happened from the 2015 5-0 start to the collapse that year to 2016 Super Bowl choke to 2017 at the one-yard line in the playoffs, 18 mm-hmm. and 19 not making the playoffs, mm-hmm. this this start is the worst possible thing that could have happened to him. Mm-hmm. And then the two games against Dallas and Chicago, that was the worst worst thing that could have happened to him. I mean, he needed to start off 3-2, and 2-3 two, two and three even. You but know, something thing, like man. that. But here's the thing. So, but this thing go, go ahead, go ahead, Rick. Go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. I was gonna say this is the best thing you have for us, but I'll be honest with you, man. Look, I'm, I'm a Braves fanatic. All right, I love the Falcons. Uh, maybe not as much as a couple of you fellas in here. I'm a Braves fanatic, but put it this way: the I mean, the the Falcons have gotten me so down that I'll be honest. I watched maybe two minutes of the game today. I clicked on for like two minutes. I wasn't even going to let it take me down and off my high for tomorrow's Braves game. So I didn't even watch it, man. That's where they got me. Two minutes? Two minutes? Two minutes, yeah. I mean, what? What? I mean, they ain't worth my time right now. Two. So. Only two. Can two. I have some more? Yeah, two minutes was oh on. Oh, my God. Right. Two minutes. Well, here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with y'all. The the mistake was bringing him back, bringing Dan Quinn back after this season. They should have mm-hmm. never, they should have never brought this man back. They should, they should have yeah. went on and fired him like they should have <laughs> last season if we keep it in one hundred. But mm-hmm. you know, like I said, man, what'd you say? Hey, you keep also, it should have been before that. Yeah, yeah, okay. but like this. If you want to keep it one hundred, Thomas Dimitrov should have been the first to go when Mike Smith was fired. Yeah, and it, we've been saying okay. this all along, man. We've been saying this all along. I'm about checking Thomas Dimitrov. right now. Hold on, I, I, hold like, on, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm when, Mike Smith, when Mike Smith got fired, I was like, "Why is he still here?" Oh, oh like, man, big news, huh? Yeah, they I just pulled it up. Falcons uh, officially announced Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov have been fired. Where? I ain't getting nothing. Oh, 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 the, oh, you know, I ain't getting nothing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where? Hey, it's right here. It's right here. They've been fired. Oh, Yeah, but you want to know something, guys? As, as as happy as that is, that still kind of hurts, you know, because yeah. these guys have been here so long that trying to make a winner, but it had to happen eventually. Uh I'm going to sleep good tonight. Wow. Thank God, man. Holy cow. Well, at the wow. end of the day, both of them were a package deal. They were tied to the hill. Yep. And again, with TD, he should have been gone after Mike, after Smith was fired, man. Hey. So let me, so, so, so where was that? On the Falcons website? Yeah, the Falcons website. All right, I'm going to check yes! it right now. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. Yes. So Rich is going to assume day-to-day oversight. What y'all say? I said Rich McKay is going to... He been, he, been, he been over the team, haven't he, uh, Rashad? When he came back, yeah, he was over the Yeah, team. he been over the sheet. We, we, when, 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 your president op, when your president has to come back in football operations, Thomas Dimitrov is no longer... He, he no longer controlled yeah, his destiny. Yeah, I said that. See, this, this is what I, I used to... I told people at the beginning of the offseason, 
Damn, Damn. yeah, yeah it Rich is accurate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they don't name, name the interim head coach tomorrow more than likely. Yeah. yeah. What I was saying about Rich McKay, Rich McKay, uh, during the offseason, he had came back in the football operations, and TD and DQ had to report to him. And then Rich McKay will report to uh, uh, Arthur Blank. So I and I told I used to tell people all the time when it came to Rich McKay coming back into football operations that when your president and CEO has to come back into football operations and you as your you as a head coach and your uh, general manager had to report to you, you're not in control of your situation. They're pretty much Arthur Blank is pretty much telling you like you guys are on borrowed time. The end is near. And as we see right now, they've both been relieved of their duties, effective immediately. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, Don, let them know. They better tune in, man. Breaking news. Hey, y'all need to come on. Come on. Hey, I'm, I'm going to cover this tomorrow, too. But, yeah, hey, yeah, man. Turn the notifications on, man. Turn the notifications well, well, if on. I could, well, well, if I could say, obviously, um, tomorrow I'm working. I work 2 to 1130, so I will make sure – that I uh, peek out your um uh, your show. So for those who have my hey, number, be, hey, I'm I'm streaming early then too. I, yeah, I, yeah hey. well, 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 I'll try, but I am gonna do. I just changed my uh, stream yard for eleven o'clock tonight to breaking news. Five Falcons fire Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov. So if you guys can make it, you guys can post your links. I'll make you mods, and and we'll try to get get all y'all's channels going. So, all right. man, that's crazy. I mean, it, look, it's great news, but it's also bittersweet at the same time. You know, yeah, all sweet. So yeah, it's all sweet for me. <laughs> I, I'm glad it's all sweet, but it's it, but it's still bittersweet for me because I really wanted it to work. Because Arthur Blank brought these guys in here for one reason and one reason only. Hey man, my 1998 Honda, I love that damn thing too, but I traded in. So hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just at the end of the day, man. When you just look back at it, like when you, and I I hate to you know open up old wounds, but. I blame Dan Quinn for that Super Bowl loss, man. Because at the end of the day, you got your offensive coordinator here. Instead of him trying to run the ball three times, he wanted to sit there and get cute. When you're yeah. you as the head coach, you call you call him out on it. Hey, we call a timeout. We try to win a championship here. He didn't do it. I mean, how are you gonna let your former offensive coordinator punk you? And that right then and there told me that he wasn't the right guy for the job. I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. I do got to go because I got to do some stuff before I get my show going. But I do appreciate you guys let me on. Um, I will do everything I can to promote your channels and to help you. So if y'all three, first of all, I'll make sure that I promote this one again tonight. And I'll do a, a shout video tomorrow to help y'all get to 1K because I can pretty much uh, uh, be safe to say that I will get y'all to 1K. And if y'all have any separate channels, uh, please comment below the uh, the li the live stream I do tonight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we yeah, got yeah. one more thing before you go, David. Um, right sure. now. Um, on Twitter right now, Vaughn Clow reports that no um, interim head coach has been announced yet, but they said it could be Raheem Morris, Jeff Ulbricht, Dirk Cutter, or Bob Sutton. But they said, but they also said possibly uh, Rich McKay may take over um, uh, general manager general manager duties for the time being. But mm -hmm. 
personally, I if we're looking for general manager candidates, uh, I should have said something earlier. Uh, we should have got the guy from uh, his name is Jeff Horowitz. He's um, the assistant uh, general manager for the Ravens. Let me take that back. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. He's the director of player personnel for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you also um, there's another guy. His name is George Patton. He's the assistant general manager for the Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm. Now, back in 2015, George uh, Patton was supposed to be the supposed front runner for the Falcons general manager job, but they back some way. I think he backed out of it, and you know Thomas Mitrov was retained as the general manager, even though uh, George Patton was the front runner at that time. Mm -hmm. But Honestly, uh, TV should have been gone a long, long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, but what I will do is if you guys can, like I said, if you guys can make it to my stream tonight at 11, it's probably going to go a bit. Or if you can't make it in there, at least comment below the stream. Remind me where, where I know you from. Give me all the channels that you want me to promote. I'll promote it, and, and I'll get you guys the 1K on this main channel, and we'll go from there, all right? All right, man. Appreciate it. Hey, y'all. Yeah, all right, man. Hey. Go ahead. Yeah, go Braves. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this uh, World Series appearance. And 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 and, yes. and I do got to say this. Moving out, as happy as it is, it's still bittersweet. Man, get out of here. I I'm just being <laughs> real, man. It's it's still bittersweet. Hey, All right, guys. Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right, man. All right, bro. Hey, y'all. We about to we about to head on out too, man. It's getting a little late for us as well. Um, uh, nope. but hey, uh, we I will be back tomorrow. Uh, morning. I'm gonna do a morning show live. I'll probably bring on some other people uh, who want to come and talk with me. Uh, guys, look, this is huge. Dan Quinn, Thomas Dimitro, that regime is over, out with the old. I will be doing my due diligence um, these next few weeks on who can possibly come and be the GM and head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. So y'all stay tuned. Guys, hey, uh, everybody, appreciate y'all coming on. Thank you, um, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Rashad, for coming on. Appreciate you guys. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me here, man. Hey, man, no problem, man. Hey, um, anybody that's uh new, make sure y'all hit that subscribe button. Also, share uh, share this content out with other Atlanta sports fanatics. Hit us up in the comment section. As always, come holler at your hometown sports podcast. This is the Dunn. I'm my co-host Rick Flex. I changed hey, my name to Ansby. <laughs> well, whatever, man. Nothing to do with your head, man. We can't tell you nothing, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, we about to sign down off for y'all. Look, be on the lookout. This is a busy week coming up. We're gonna have a lot of content for you guys this week. So y'all keep keep uh stay tuned. Y'all have a great evening. Bye.